0: Niggas is listening to Young Thug.
1: I didn't know. I was, I to say. What, what did he say earlier that you were telling me? Oh man, he
0: said, <laughs> "Damn, I forget his exact quote." But basically, he said, uh, "You know, Baltimore needs to riot and burn that bitch down."
1: That <laughs> you know, that that's probably be the, the the title for this for this podcast <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
0: Um, this is the same man who said when the cops come, he puts the crack in his crack.
2: <laughs>
0: I mean, you ain't, I mean, you talking about rioting and burn this bitch down. I mean, at least here, they picking shit up and throwing it at the cops. Why don't you throw it at the cops to do something? You talking about rioting and burning this bitch down, but you up here, uh... Boasting on records about, you know, putting drugs in your rectum.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I'm assuming, you know, knowing Baltimore and their their infatuation with Lil Boosie, I'm assuming that Young Thug is starting to gain that type of influence amongst uh, young Baltimoreans. I don't even know. Well, Lil Boosie was on his album, so I'm... (laughs)
0: paying <laughs> no, Because so, so they're going to check for it. Yeah, I don't know, man. Because like, I don't know. I mean, you really can't understand what Young Thug is. Saying. I think, I think he's one of them dudes who, you know, is going to be good for a feature. But people aren't really going to check for him like that when it comes to music. And I guess he's kind of. I don't know, like I thought he was going to end up being like a like a south version of French Montana. Oh, Young Thug? Yeah. Because, like, if you notice, people call French Montana in for hooks and features, and that's about it. Ain't nobody really checking for, um, I don't about general population, you know, they're not really checking for a whole project from French Montana.
1: Because I mean, it
0: is less though, it's horrible. Yeah, and, and they're not even checking for a whole song from Fresh Montana, but they will listen to him on a hook and maybe a feature, and that's kind of like Young Thug. Like Young Thug, it's I don't know to me like you know a full song with three sixteen bar verses and eight bar hooks of Young Thug. If you know if the beat isn't some type of cinematic or orchestral. Masterpiece, then it's like, yo, I, you know, what is this?
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't
1: know. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe it seems like I'm one of the few people that really kind of like see like full potential in Young Thug if he can just get his shit together to a certain extent.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe Maybe his career will take the trajectory of a little Wayne to so where, you know, Wayne didn't get really, um, he didn't really start popping like that until his, his, his fourth album. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah. You but, know. I,
2: you know, it's a I think it's a bit different, though, because, you know, people, people knew who, who he was because,
1: you know, he was on Back That Ass Up and... Um, you know, around a and bling bling, yeah. In the video, so I think it's a bit different with him compared to because you know he he came from institution and young thug essentially just comes from baby. Well, I, I, I mean he has all them Gucci Man mixtapes. I mean, yeah, but I mean, but Gucci Man is the, I mean, but I mean, obviously right now he's really catering to to the Gucci Man crowd. And it's something he has to try to get out of. I mean, uh, we, we, we've we seen how, how they tried to um, commercialize Gucci and and it really didn't work like that. Remember when he was on the remix of that Mariah Carey song, like four or five yeah. years ago? And yeah. it was terrible. <laughs> he, he's, he's too unruly to be on a, on a song with Mariah Carey. Now, you can argue the same thing with ODB, but it kind of just worked for him. No, that was not it, right?
2: I think. No, nah, 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 that was
1: Mariah Carey.
0: Oh, well, yeah, yeah, so you know, I, I don't know like, um, I guess it's because you talk about how young thuggers catering to the Gucci Man crowd and it makes me think of how you know early on Nicki Minaj was with Gucci Man and them, and she definitely catered to the Gucci Man crowd,,
2: <laughs> mm.
0: and then she had to break out of that in order to um you know, increase her status. And another person is Waka Flocka. He doesn't <laughs> he, really cater to the Gucci Man crowd. I mean, he still throws on the little mixtape here and there, but he's even moved on from the Gucci Man crowd.
1: I mean, but see, he I, what is he? Like, I don't understand like what he's really doing right now. For Waka? Yeah. Uh, he's running for president.
0: Uh, he's doing some EDM-type stuff. Uh, he drops his little hood mixtapes here and there, but uh, you know he's 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 becoming you know a real star, I think. And it's interesting so, to see him now versus you know before, like just in interviews. You know he's a lot better in interviews. He can express himself better verbally. He seems happier, and you know mm-hmm. really clear-headed
1: and knows what he's doing and got his stuff together. So, so essentially, he's kind of taking the uh, the flow rider route, you know,
2: in a sense.
1: Yeah, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit more hurt with it, though, from what I can tell. But um, if that, I know he, I know he still comes out with those with those, those Walker of Myers things and
0: whatnot. Yeah, I, I think he just drops loot me and shoot me five.
1: And, and I'm assuming people still listen to him.
0: Yeah, I mean. And Flock of Ellie, too, is supposed to come out. You know, I'm excited for that. Actually, you
1: you, you you. like the first one, right? That was a classic. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think if I had to guess, I would, uh, I would say I like Gucci Man better. I mean, I don't know. I just remember, you know, Gucci Man,
0: when he first came out with that so icy shit, and I downloaded that album, and we used to just sit around and laugh at it because, like, he was so offbeat, and it was just so horrendous. And back then, I never would have thought that Gucci Man would even be a thought
1: right now. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, it's something, something about him. I mean, but then you know we say that, but then when the State versus Roger Davis came out, you're the one who, who 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 emailed me the first track off of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean that that album just set a tone. Like, <laughs> I mean, you have like a choir singing Gucci
1: Gucci man, like. I wonder who, like, I guess that was probably Zaytov that set all oh, that shit up.
0: Maybe, I don't know, but, like, that, if Gucci man would have kept going from there, you know,
1: it would have been crazy. I think he did get, like, locked up or something right after that. Yeah, he did. I mean, because, the, I mean, his, his flow was on point, and then that was kind of like a, I guess you can kind of say, I guess maybe it was somewhat of a complicated beat. For his type of style, yeah, and he was course, on point. Um, of course that album also had the uh, the lemon pepper wings joint. Now, was lemonade on that song? Was on that album too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm talking about, yeah, yeah, lemonade. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I don't know. Like, I think that. Well, cause I, kept, I keep saying like I, I think that um that song could have done way more than what it did. I mean, like even break through, like into the top forty, but then now, I can't, I can't say that because it was, just, it was too, it was too black. Because <laughs> I mean, cause, like, like, like thinking about it now, like it just had so much bass that of course my black guys will like it, <laughs> right? But yeah, yeah, it, it, white people like they can't listen to that. That's too much yeah. for them. Yeah,
0: lemon of <laughs> wings in a car and you know. A lot of times, the white people, you know, they have to listen to artists who are clear. You know, like, you can really kind of understand what they're saying. And, um, you know, sometimes, you know, like Gucci Man talking about, you know, lemon pepper wings in a cheese cup and, or a freeze cup. And, you know, like, you really have to know what he's talking about sometimes to, to, um, kind of get it. But yeah, he had that song, Stupid Wild, with Lil Wayne and Cameron on there. hmm. Uh, I'm just looking through the track list now. He had Bingo, Flocka Flocka, Soldier Boy. I remember that song. He had Dream of Usher, Keisha Cole, By Valentino. So, I don't know. That was a pretty good, um, pretty good album from, uh, Young Gucci. Unfortunately, it uh, foreshadowed what was to come, <laughs> which is much jail time. Yeah, I
1: mean, I'm sure. I mean, he can pro- probably do a little bullshit.
0: Yeah, it's possible. I mean, but he's, I mean, he's come out with so much material just you know while being locked up. I'm just looking through right now, like. His last three projects, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, they're all on. um, They're all on Spotify. Oh wow, that's crazy! Because I'm just looking at them now. It's like the artwork for dinner and lunch are kind of like artsy looking, but then the artwork for breakfast just looks like a mixtape. And he's sitting there eating pancakes with the fork in one hand. And a handful of money, and the other hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. His mouth is all open, and then instead of I hop, it says I wop.
1: <laughs> now is maybe it's breakfast or the one before that? The one that, that has the opening track from Young Thug. Uh, yeah, they don't have any
0: um any features on here. It might have I been um. A- it might have been the other one that came out, uh, Dessert. Well, I know it came out last year. Oh, oh, oh okay. These drinks all came out this year. remember nope. breakfast, lunch, and dinner came out on one day, and then the next week Dessert came out. <laughs>
1: um, but the, that's the thing with me and Young Thug is that um, <laughs> I, I, feel, I, I think the best way to put it, is how, um, what's his name, Um, Cool Herc, and how he put Lil Wayne in his top five MCs, and he he went wide. And he said that, you know, essentially he's hip-hop because, you know, people, you know, back in the, you know, the original hip-hoppers, for lack of a better term, MCs, they would have clever rhymes in the same fashion of Lil Wayne's. And I see... With Young Thug, you can kind of see a continuation of Lil Wayne, and I guess like this overall trap type of sh- street hip rapper. But he brings a different type of style to the table when it comes to it, to how he rhymes and his wordplay. Because you know, cra- you know, he puts the crack in his crack. Yeah, it's very questionable. But he says he I mean, he he puts things in an interest in, a, in an interest, in an interesting way. And that i um, a lot of a lot of people, and especially he's he's younger than me. Um, you know, he puts things in in a, in a different in a different way, a more interesting way, I would say.
0: Yeah, I mean, he does put things in an interesting way, and it's funny that you say that because I just pulled up his exact quote about everything happening in Baltimore, and he said. War, rage, chaos. It's the only thing needed in Baltimore right now. I wish I was from there. Better yet, I wish I was there. I would go 730 with everybody out there, I promise. Fuck the cops. Black Lives Matter. Pray for my people.
2: I don't know.
1: He he says Black Lives Matter, but he pushed the crack in his crack. (laughs) Oh <laughs> uh, So I'm I'm not exactly condoning what he raps about of course but you know I mean that and like even on the uh the, the intro to that Gucci man mixtape or whatever it was, he says something that he he says something like he's not a Russian but he would be Russian. Yeah, I remember I mean,
2: that. I remember that. <laughs> I mean, it, it,
1: it's really simple, but I mean, I haven't really heard anyone really say that before, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> at least, at least not. Maybe, maybe he. I think he he puts clever clever ways of saying things into a Trappist style, which I can actually kind of appreciate to a certain extent. That's true. And he has that personality, you know. He. He kind of take, takes from, I guess, Future and his way of doing auto-tune, and but yet he has, like, you know, rhymes and things to say. So I'm just waiting for his actual album to come out. I don't
0: know. I don't think it's really going to be uh anything special. I mean, when it comes to having things to say, I think
1: Future has a lot more than uh Young Thug. Well, I will say that, that Future is much more varied, you know, when it comes to his styles, of course. Um, but it seems like he has yet to capitalize off of them.
0: I mean, I think, um, I didn't really listen to a second album like that, but I think it's widely looked at as kind of a disappointment. But, um, you know, he's dropped a bunch of mixtapes since then that I've been meaning to listen to <laughs> um, that have been getting pretty good reviews. So... I don't know, like, Future, you know, he comes from that Dungeon Family type of talent and work ethic. You know, I guess that's his, his lineage of hip-hop. And, you know, I think he's a pretty smart dude, and he knows what he's doing musically and, you know, with words. And I don't know, with somebody like a Future, you know, he, you can tell he put, like... On those tracks, it's all him. Like, he's producing those records. I guess maybe it is kind of the same with Young Thug because he kind of blends into a track really well. Um, And he's kind of developed his style to fit that, but I don't know. I mean, you know, I... Go ahead. I was going to say, you know, I feel feel like he's a bit of a gimmick and the gimmick is getting played out and it's not going to last if he doesn't start bringing any more... More, uh, substance.
2: I mean, I, that's the
1: thing. I mean, it's like, I, I see what you're saying, but I think the wordplay kind of takes a, like, kind of, um, clouds his his gimmick and his gimmick, his gimmick that, he, that he's going for right now. But, um, like, when it comes to future, like, um, I really thought the second album was going to be something based on, um, you know, karate chop and, um, and, and what's it called? Nigga, no, shit. Yeah, shit. <laughs> um, and I kind of see, like, as of right now, like, everything Young Thug is kind of, that's, that he's kind of done, maybe outside mixtapes that have been on radio, it's kind of a combination of, um, of what Pisha did on shit. Because it seems like everything that Young Thug is, is regurgitating, it, it all comes from shit.
0: <laughs>
1: Literally. <laughs> I mean, like,
0: I don't know, man. Like, the thing about these artists is that you have a certain, like, yo, who is Young Thug? Where does he come from? Like, what does he do, for, like, for real? Like, even when you look at Young Thug and Rich Homie Quan, I can see Rich Homie Quan having more longevity in the game.
1: Oh,
2: man.
0: And I probably wouldn't have said that a couple months ago, but, you know, he just dropped a mixtape the other day, and it was trending on United States Twitter for a a while. And, you know, he just seems like he got his mind right and is working right, and is about positivity, and, man, he does his thing on them
1: hooks, man. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, so he can be like another, another Nate, another Nate dog or something like that, but, I mean, cause it kinda seems like in a way, if I had to say, he can kinda fashion himself like, it, as a, in like a, as a new young Jeezy or something like that. Yeah, he could, I
0: mean, he could fashion himself as a new young Jeezy or he could, um I mean, he could be like a Southern Meek Mill for real. Oh uh, yeah,
2: maybe, I mean maybe, but I will see.
0: Yeah. But I think, like, hmm. he just has to keep dropping hits and keep developing his style, so that it's a style that can't really be mimicked by anybody else without people saying that you're copying. And you know, just really take it from that young street type of perspective
1: and with his own sound and all that. Well, see, well, the thing about Young Thug to me is that I think that he, um, I think Young Thug kind of, in so many words, is his own person because, you know, like I said in the, the Unrelease episode, (laughs) the one that's in the can, you know, it's, he, he brings this street, he's like, kind of like the first street person with like this real Obviously, he's kind of, like, sexually ambiguous in some type of weird way. So you have that, and also his, his wordplay and his way with words. And so I think if he can just really hone them, he can kind of kind of be his own personal, although we do know that he's kind of he's based on, like, a Lil Wayne. But not so much to the point that you're going to be like, oh, my God, he's taking Lil Wayne's shit. Because he does, he, I mean, he does, he, he does his own stuff. I mean, because the way he rhymes, Lil Wayne doesn't rhyme like that.
0: That's true And I think I think that That you know From his earlier stuff To now He has come into His own sound A little bit more um, Cause yeah He doesn't rap Like Lil Wayne To where before He used to A little bit more His voice sounded A lot more similar Um And it's like I think Some of that Mumble Mouth Stuff that he does I guess Was <laughs> part of his Style now too um, but I don't know. It's like, how, I feel like at the same time, he's still skating. And he gotta, he, like, he, like, he gotta come with that shit if you're gonna make it. Like, cause, like, when you think of Young Thug, you think of a Young Thug solo record. You know, the only one I can mention off the
1: top of my head is Stoner. Is that lifestyle or is that something different?
0: <laughs> I'm a stoner. I'm a stoner. I'm a stoner.
1: Oh, oh, oh I'm talking about lifestyle. My lifestyle.
0: Oh God, I hate that song
1: so much. <laughs>
0: that's well, only want I wanna know
1: a rich thing, isn't it? Oh, maybe. Really? Well, See, I told you earlier. I had I don't. Even, I don't even know a Young Thug song for real. <laughs> <laughs> See,
2: that's
1: my. That's my point. Only two like, so, and then the other song I was going to
0: mention, uh, "Pass Me the Hookah." I think that's a Tiger song. Um, he's on a new wow. song now with uh Ray Schummert and Nicki Minaj, but you know, that's uh that song. Um that one joint he did with T I about um all about the money. There's a joint he did with Freddie Gibbs and ASAP Fur. Um there's a joint that he has with Nipsey Hussle, that's hard as I don't know what. My but like besides that, it's it's very hard to, to to come up with a young thug song with him by himself that is memorable. <laughs> Where, you know, look at that rich homie Kwan. Um, I mean, you'll feel some type of way, man. That's a Negro spiritual
1: right there. Yeah. Yeah, which is an episode we got to get into sooner or later.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, the Negro Spirituals. But, I mean, you remember when we were in the spot and that song came on and how the whole energy of the room just changed, like... Oh, where were we? We were in, um... I guess you would call it Paparazzi now, before the Monk Deep concert. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah. And you were like, man, this is, uh not the music that should be playing before Mog D comes on.
1: Yeah, it was it was rather disturbing, but I mean, hey. Um they had Juicy J and uh Bum B on their on their, their latest album, so
0: Yeah they did. Man, if I was just thinking about that earlier. I don't need to revisit that and listen
1: to it again. I don't know um, how I listened to the whole good. thing like in depth. I l li- I listen. I listened to most of it for the most part um last night actually and it's not really a bad album um, yeah, I like it just heard yeah I mean really essentially it just sounds like um a mob album with like more updated beats it don't really sounds as 90s as 90s-ish but it still has like that mob beat player and um even like these like the unreleased tracks from the infamous like they're hard as shit they're like I mean they could've I don't know came out with the infamous two or something
0: I'm sure they're working on it. Oh man! I mean, I guess they did come out with F for me. I guess that's the way to skate. Like how Nas, he did Lmatic, then he did Stillmatic, but it's yeah. not looked at. It's not looked at as harshly as like you know somebody would look at a Cuban Links two or
1: something like that. Yeah, I was looking. At, I was looking at uh, the 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 folder the folder to uh, feel, uh saying I gotta listen to it. Hey, man, I like it All the way through, or?
2: Yeah,
0: for the most part I mean, you know, some songs are kind of, like like, there's no song that's really whack to me There's songs that, you know, I I might skip but you know, it's just because they don't really catch my ear or I have another song that's you know, probably more favorite. Like okay, even the singly type of joints, like the joint that he did Melanie Fiona and uh, Assassin that came out. Um, I like that joint, but Assassin he just goes off on that. I like Assassin on on hip hop records, man.
1: Hmm. So it seems like you're kind, of, you're essentially you're like describing the albums as something of a, um, Alex, <clears throat> excuse me, Alex Diamond story.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I did like Lex Diamond's story a lot, too. I, yeah, I mean, it wasn't really a bad album. Yeah, it got slept on. Um, I think maybe Lex Diamond had more memorable moments on
1: it than this one does, but it also had a lot more tracks. Yeah, see, I think, I think that's the main thing about the Lex Diamond story, just had too much, um, see too, too many tracks, um, and that... uh.
0: That uh, that single he had was kind of corny to me. With a video. I'm trying to remember which one that was. Ice Cream Part 2?
2: Oh, I forgot about that
1: one.
0: That was whack. No, that was It was whack, but it didn't fit. Like, how do you go from Ice Cream Part 1 to Ice Cream Part 2? Like.
2: No,
1: it was uh, a. the the one with the girl singing, he's talking about, he's talking about the, uh, the hood or whatever like that. <laughs>
0: that sounds like so many songs.
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> that's a very good point. Um, oh, and it, 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 it's called the hood with a uh, oh P3, yeah P3, yeah it is the Bill of Real. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, and um, he's like, you know, the hood, spelled it backwards, backwards it, it says duh. That's what they're yelling in vain.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm like, alright dude. He, sound, he sounded pretty pretty disconnected. He sounded like a rich black man when he said that shit. Hey, a rich black <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, matter of fact, yeah, he, and he has what, um, Rich and Black on, um, not the, not the P-Live, the one before that, the, uh... Yeah, that was on, um, on Shaolin vs. Wu-Tang. Yeah, the one that Nas on it. Yeah, that's my song.
0: I mean, that yeah, wasn't, he, that wasn't really a bad album either.
2: Yeah,
0: and like, keeping with that theme, on this song, he was a gentleman, Rocky, and I can't front, man. That song is hard. Like, even on my brokest day, I can listen to that song and just be singing, I got money, na-na-na-na-na-na. I got money. It's a bunch of kids on the hook. I got money, na 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 Like, and, like, the type of beat it is. And it's funny because I was watching Ray Corn on The Breakfast Club earlier, and Angela Lee uh, was like, you know, it's funny how whenever, you know, a you know, a, a Wu Tang person comes on, you know, she starts using Wu Tang lingo and I guess going back to her days of being a um intern or assistant or whatever and uh she was like, Yeah, it's like, you know, you brought A Sat Rocky into your into your chamber and got him on the type beat <laughs> that you a <would> rap on. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he was like, Yeah, you know, he gave, you know, one of his typical Rayquan type of answers. <laughs>
1: Oh, of course Um I don't know I mean You know Even like going back to Shaolin vs Wu-Tang Um It re- that really wasn't Um Exactly a bad album either And he kind of did it I think he's like The only Wu-Tang person To actually kind of like You know Roll out a, um, An album Like the a way The way that we all Hope the Wu-Tang album Like a Wu-Tang solo album Should be rolled out That Yeah uh, that the, that the, at least the first single you have should be, like, should be a Wu-Tang song, and so, he, and so what, the, the first one was, um, Butter Knives, the one that, uh, Bronze Nazareth made, yeah, and he's just killing, he's killing the beat, and based off of that, what, well, I guess, probably still riding the wave off of, um, the Second Cuban Links you know, he sold, what, like, 40,000 his first week or something, or 30,000?
0: Something like that. He did pretty good. But I think the reason why he's able to um, to do that is because he's completely independent. And he says, you know, he likes doing things his way. And it would take a lot of money for him to, you know, go back to dealing with a major. So. But, yeah, mm-hmm. Shaolin versus Wu-Tang um, was a good album. I'm still, I'm, I'm still kind of bugged out how you like that more than you like uh
1: only built for Cuban links too though because the album was all I mean the albums all over the place and you know he, he ended it with like the final three um Dr. Dre songs like Catalina just because they were Dr. Dre songs
0: you know it's crazy I heard um one of those Dr. Dre songs on the radio a bunch of times I think it had a remix with Game but okay,
1: I, I think heard. it was I think it was Catalina yeah
0: I mean, I don't know. I think, I think that was a very cohesive type of sounding album, more so than. Uh, I mean, you know, I like Shaolin vs Wu Tang, but I still think that Cuban Links Two was um, was a little bit more cohesive. I feel like I feel like um, he was trying to make a Wu Tang album with Shaolin versus
1: Wu Tang.
2: Well, and I, I mean, well, obviously,
1: I, I, I think that's the issue with all these Wu-Tang people. They, they try to get out of that, but it doesn't really work with, it doesn't work for them. Only with Ghostface, for the most part, it works for him. And I, and I guess RZA, because, you know, I went back and listened to Snacks months ago. And um, you know, I don't exactly like it all the way through. But I think, I mean, I think it's always like the same thing like, with, like, with every RZA album you, you, uh, come across. It's not the hardest thing you've ever listened to in the world, but it's, like, really interesting. And you can tell that nine times out of ten, he was high as shit. I mean, if he would say, it's a piece of art.
0: (laughs) And you come back to it. You come back to it, you know. You know God, you come back to it, you know, 20 years later, and you you come at it from a new perspective, God. You know, (laughs) that's what he would say. And you appreciate it being older, you know, and you kind of understand some of the things that I
1: was saying. (laughs) I mean, it's very true. I mean, mean, thinking, man, like, Birth of a Prince came out in 2003. Damn. That's an old-ass album. I never realized that the Lex Diamond story and Birth of a Prince came out the same year. They did. And then, um, and then it took Raekwon's Six years to come out with only um, only built for Keeping Links 2. I think it is. Yeah, two thousand three, two thousand nine, two thousand nine. Yeah. Damn, it's an old ass album too. What are we, what are we doing with our lives? God damn. <laughs> I mean, and it's, Les Diamond's the story so old that he had Capone on it.
0: Who he later signed and 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 dropped um you know you know Lone Noria and they dropped the war Report too. That's
1: right, yeah. Damn man. He had a song I, I forgot oh that's right, Planet of the Planet of the Apes with Capone, Chic Luchin and some guy some guy named Polite. And, um,
0: I I, I do, I think I remember seeing Polite pop up on uh, various tracks throughout the years. But, um, I'm trying to think. like Diamonds, Ghostface Killer Raekwon, Icewater Raekwon, Musketeers of Pig Alley, Master Killer and Inspector Deck. I think I recall it being that I mean... Yeah, some of these songs. Yeah, Wild in the Club. <laughs> Wild in the Club. W Y L D featuring somebody named Ultra.
2: Yeah, you know,
1: actually I don't I think I, I didn't exactly uh I didn't mind the song. I like the beat. <laughs> it reminds me of that
0: song off of um a That like blatant club record that he tried to make. Oh yeah, I'm trying to think. Was this one was a pop shit?
2: <laughs> yeah, it
1: was pop shit. <laughs> I mean, but you do. have, I mean, you have um, even like once upon once upon a time with uh, the Keith, which was actually wasn't a bad song. You have um, King of Kings with featuring Havoc, the Missing Watch. Yeah, that was my song. Um Client So Kid was actually actually wasn't all that bad too. And I think Fat Joe wasn't he was pretty decent and Smith Smith Brothers I don't know, I think Smith Brothers is maybe my favorite song of the album.
0: That once upon a time, it kinda reminded me of a um of uh damn, what's the joint off of um Cuban Links? It kinda reminded me of him trying to remake or do a part two to, um... Uh... What Happened to Hell? uh, You said what?
2: What Happened to Hell?
0: Nah, Rainy Days. Oh. Because it did have, like, some, you know, some type of rain sound in it, from what I can remember. And it had, you know, Takeda on it singing, and it was all, you know, had that dreary type of sound. And then the other song... That's like he's always trying to recreate that song, because Have Mercy with Beanie Sigel off of Cuban Links 2 uh,
1: sounded like that as well. I mean, it doesn't have, it doesn't have rain on it. I mean, that, that's the one that was
0: talking about being in jail, right? Um, Yeah, yeah, that one didn't have rain on it, but it still gave me that vibe like he was trying
1: to recreate that song again.
2: I mean, I think if anything, I
1: think the, uh, the Once Upon a Time, it kind of reminded me of, um, um, the, the, uh, the Second Coming, um, of Wu-Tang Forever.
0: Hmm, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's Wu, motherfucker.
1: That was a somber-ass record. (laughs) Yeah, you know, a lot of the earlier Wu Tang songs were before they had a lot of a whole lot of money. Yeah, you know I feel like on um, every time we do an episode, we tend to revert back to uh, to, to some Wu Tang character. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, this is true, but I mean that's what we you know listen to a lot. You know what's crazy is um you know Method Man he um recently just said that um basically. You know, he thanks Mary J. Blige for his whole solo career.
1: I feel like he says that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I
0: mean, it's amazing what that remix to that
1: song did for him. I mean, yeah, like you know, I think like the story, like the stories behind it, like you know, I think RZA didn't want it, right? If I recall.
0: Maybe, or like maybe he didn't like how. um... How Diddy remixed it And I always thought that the video had, had the Diddy version But Every time I see it It has the RZA remix But then I'm thinking Maybe they just put Different versions of the song Out to the
1: same video Oh wait so So, so the remix that has Mary J. and in it RZA didn't make that beat Nah it's two different ones Okay, so so but, okay, so the first one, the original one that's once a cow that has like the the, the real crime beat Rizam made that one, It doesn't have um it's 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 just Method Man on it, but the yeah. second one has Magic on it. Rizam didn't make the beat.
0: It's it's two different ones. Oh,
1: so the alright, so the classic with this, the that
2: one, the,
1: the one that you always hear.
0: I mean I mean, I think they play them both differently. Like there's the one that has the sample in it that don't 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 don't. Then there's the one with the Biggie sample on it. When uh Mary is singing Lie Together, Cry Together, I swear to God I hope we fucking die together, remember?
1: Yeah, yeah, vaguely. And it has, nah, nah,
0: um, I realized that. Hold on. So there's this version, I don't know if you can
1: Lizard made this one. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's, the, that's the one. Yeah, I'm not talking about that one. Oh, that's yeah, the yeah, whack
2: okay.
1: one. you talking about this one?
0: This, uh, shiny... Is the, is, wait, made a little bit
1: more yeah. shiny? Yeah, 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 the shiny one. Yeah, that
2: one
1: wait. isn't, um, hmm? Oh, wow, well, I, I don't recall the big, that Biggie thing being on it, though. That's the thing. Yeah, it's on there. Okay, well I am a well I'm assuming well I, well I because I was gonna say that RZA at least wanna Grammy off of this, you know, the, the whatever commercial shit you wanna call this. Yeah, I
0: think he did but see, I think I like I swear I heard other other versions of it that were blends of the Diddy version and the RZA remix version and then I think I heard a version one time that was Mary J. Blige but on the original beat to the first All I Need
1: okay cause I think I've heard that too actually
0: oh Street Life was on this
1: oh that's right he was on it
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, he, that was just him on the hook. Yeah, yeah, you know, Street Life, he's one of those people that you never really talk about, but he seems like a very important, like, figure within, you know, the Wu-Tang life. I mean, he's all over, um, he was all over Wu-Tang forever. Yeah, and he, I mean, he was, like, on, on like, pivotal songs, like the, the one where Massacre Killer killed everything on, uh, with track five, I think, on the first disc. Um, as we return to the 36th, oh yeah, chamber,
2: he killed that shit. But um, I
0: think he was on um, he was on Hell's Blowing Stash too, wasn't
1: he? Yeah. But that's the thing, like remember he came out with that uh, that album that was uh, it, it, you know it, it had Method Man on it, but like Method Man. I think it said Method Man introducing Street Life. Yeah, yeah I And it came out like early. Yeah, I, I never listened to it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm trying to remember what the, what the uh, single might have been from that. Um, I feel like I did listen to it before. Let me see, Street Life. Is this him? I do. You know, this might not be the same Street Life. I do remember that being the Street Life from um, from the UK or something like that. No, of course. Street Life. Man, what is, um, what is Trice to God doing right now?
1: That's a very good question. I guess he's touring with Ghostface on his, uh, his world tours or something. I don't know.
0: (laughs) I guess, um, I guess, did we talk about who the best hype men in, uh, hip-hop history?
2: Yeah.
1: I, I I think I
0: think that's in the, uh, the one the the one that in the can. Okay, yeah, I gotta go back listen. We're gonna put that episode out. Um, I guess Sunday or Monday, and that's when we might have to break up into two because we've been on the
1: phone sure. for a minute. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. Well, I was gonna ask you because um, it seems like the first part is about Baltimore, and then we just totally not talk about it anymore. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. So I think I think the plan with this is well. Drop like the Freddie Gray Uh I guess we can do this As like a part one Part two Like how we did With our episode four Yeah Yeah So we have one uh Talking about Freddie Gray Another hip hop part Um I guess we're doing A one up thing And uh Discussing podcast business On the podcast
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um i trying to think of a, I guess part one to this has to come out tomorrow. Um, so then, I guess... I guess we're going to push... Because if part one comes out, then part two has to come out. So maybe that comes out Sunday.
2: No.
0: And, guess, <laughs> I, that's, and so I guess our original episode five maybe put out like Tuesday or Wednesday or something. Probably I mean, Tuesday, and then do another throwback Thursday on uh, Thursday or something like that.
1: I mean, well, I was going to say that. I mean, maybe we should probably just push that once Sunday, but um, because I was going to say maybe people would get tired of us, but we don't really have many listeners. Anyway, push which, <laughs> push which one to Sunday? Um, the uh, um, the uh, Young Thug is the new Prince. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. I was thinking. Oh, so you thinking about like putting out, putting out both parts of this episode in one day, at once? Oh no,
1: no, no, no. Like, um, oh, wait. Oh, so you said, the you said the, essentially the, the 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 young thug episode. You're saying put put out on Sunday?
0: No, 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 no. I'm saying push that back. For,
1: like, Tuesday or Wednesday. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, cause I'm thinking I'm maybe, like, just putting that out, like, on the, the whole, the, like, next week, the, the next Sunday.
0: Oh, putting that whole episode out the next Sunday.
1: Yeah. Huh. Because, I don't know, cause maybe it's, like, it's a good thing that we just kind of, like, build content up, although... See, like, well, we're in a, we're in a, a, a weird situation, because we, ha- we had an, we had an episode on Young Thug, and it's kind of hot right now, based on the the to six that just came out. But then we had the Baltimore Rise that happened, that we got to talk about. Yeah. But then at the same time, it's like, I think we should, like, always have, like, that one episode in the can that we're just talking about whatever we're talking about. You know, because just in case, like, let's say something happens, you know, I can't do it or you can't do it or, you know, you're traveling, I'm traveling or whatever like that, and you just can't do it that one day. Yeah,
0: because, like, that's what a lot of podcasts do. They usually have, like, you know, something in the can, so I think that's a good idea. So, yeah, we we can hold on to that. And then, I guess, put out the Freddie Gray joint tomorrow. I'll try to get it out in the morning. It's getting kind of late now. I got to get ready for another day. Um, And then I guess maybe Sunday or Monday drop the part two to this, which is more hip-hop bass. cool. Cool. And then we'll have one in the can, you know, record Sunday or Monday or something like that, how we usually do. And then, um, so we'll still have that one in the chamber.
2: (laughs)
1: Danger. Actually, at that point, we we'll have two in the can. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. you well, know, it's funny, you know, like, thinking about these episodes, and, um, this is the sixth episode, so this is, like, essentially, what, like, the seventh week, if you count the other the other um, episode, maybe? Yeah,
0: yep. I
1: mean, it's almost been two months. It's kind of crazy.
0: Yeah, and then, um... You know, we, you know, give ourselves a pat on the back for that. Um, I guess, you know, we got to think about stepping the sound quality up at some point. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll figure it out when it happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I
1: reckon so, and I guess um various guests that... Uh, yeah i supposed to come on that certain people are kind of you know dragging their feet about.
0: Yeah, I mean typical podcast uh,
1: things that happen. But I mean, well, well, you know, I, I think I do, I do agree that we do need to get some type of female element on here sooner or later. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that'll work. I don't know, maybe show
0: um come around to be in the mood to do it another day
1: I mean well it's that or um, I, I mean well I, I have one. <clears> oh. Uh, but um that'll work too well I don't think I don't think it's just who you're thinking <laughs> oh right now well we can talk that
0: uh <laughs> I guess we should wrap this up and yeah. continue this uh off off podcast so uh once again, thank you for listening. Uh channel ten podcast dot com. Check us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, etcetera, etcetera. iTunes, Stitcher, all of that, all of that. Um rest in peace to Freddie Gray, fuck the police, um fuck the National Guard. Uh Governor, fuck the mayor, um, but shout out to the cop I talked to earlier, you know, um, I tried to get his um, thoughts and views on the police, and he was basically just like, he would love to say something, but he can't, because he doesn't want to say anything stupid, and they're in strict orders not to... Um, you know, be speaking on things like that. But what he can say is that it's really crazy, and the city just needs time to heal, and he hopes that they get that. So I don't know if that was your real feeling. You seem kind of genuine, but it also seemed like uh, a very media-trained type of statement. And if the Baltimore police knew what was good for them, Oh.
1: Deal isn't in vain, and um, you know I don't want anyone to misconstrue what I what I've said. You know, especially in the beginning about um, you know the, the the person that you spoke to in the ER, and you know whether he was just doing it just to do it or what. Um, because I do understand what why people are rioting, but at the same time, it's just the organization is fucked up. So, hopefully, yeah. there's change that comes. Hopefully,
0: and I don't want to seem like I'm condoning it. I'm just saying I understand. And, yeah, hopefully change comes. Hopefully we come to the solution, raise conscience to the people and all of that.
2: Uh, Peace out. Peace.